found listening to your podcast recaps the last couple of games pretty interesting. Are you conscious at all of what you're saying about Nexus and O's, the game plans, the adjustments could be making their way back to Boston staffers and influencing their decision making at all? No. Um, I don't say much different on the podcast than I say to you right here. So, nah. What's the X's and O's that I said on the podcast? You all right? Yeah, actually, asked, the only real thing I, I noticed that like really stood out, you talked about how to cover White, Smart, and Horford differently between games one and two. That was really only... Oh, yeah, that was just contesting shots. That, if that's X's and O's, then I don't... You're reaching for something. It's all good, though. Keep going. <laughs> reaching heavy. The only thing... You find that they are... Taking X's and O's away from your your podcast. Uh, well, the only thing you said is um, White, Smart, and Horford. Hmm. I'm not trying to blow it up. I, nah, I mean you you went for it, but yeah. hey, respect, appreciate the podcast uh, promo. You. Ladies and gents, boys and girls from around the world, welcome back to another episode of In the Huddle EP 255. And man, I'm feeling alive, even though your boy is a little bit under the weather. Quite a little cold, but I ain't too bold to be over here because I ain't going to fold. Y'all know how I do. Y'all know how I rock. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Little TV, subscribe to the channel and enjoy all the new content that we got coming your way. Zay, I'm not going to lie. I ain't think I was going to make it on the show today. I tried every remedy. In the book to be here today, but you know what they say. Sometimes it's good to do things organically, right? And that's what I did. And your boy's here, and I wouldn't have been here if I didn't feel I was gonna be able to give it my best. And so you know what? I'm gonna say with my chest, Zay, we here today, bro, and we got a guest on the show right now. And before I even introduce this guest that we have on the show, I want to pass the mic over to Zay. See how Zay's doing today, and Zay, you could do the honors after. You know, uh, yesterday was very electrifying. Uh, we, we saw, I saw a bevy of things happening, not only from the basketball world. We saw a lot of things from the football world. We saw a couple of things from the fight, the boxing world too. There's a lot of different uh, news out there that we, that, um, that was being rumored around and thrown around yesterday. But, um, last night was one of the more electrifying games. We had a, an explosive first half by the Celtics and a, a dynamic third quarter by the Warriors. But, uh, you know, they fell a little short, which was pretty crazy. But we're going to talk about that more soon. But before we talk about that, I want to introduce our guest, Mr. Ryan Jones himself. How's it going? Man, man, man. First and foremost, man, it's it's honor to be here at the, you know, in the huddle podcast radio episode. I apologize if I said the wrong, wrong thoughts. I want to make sure I'm correct about that. You know, man, I'm just honored for you guys to put me on the show. Raw Thoughts is on the way. You know, I'm the host of Raw Mind Sports. I'm sorry if I I can plug myself in, you know, Raw Thoughts. Go ahead, bro. Free promotion here, bro. Raw Mind Sports, man, is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, YouTube, have a Facebook page, Instagram page. So, done a lot of amazing things. You can check me out, but enough for me. Let's get going, baby. In the huddle, Raw Thoughts is on the way. Yes, sir. And y'all heard him. So, make sure y'all plug in to the podcast and enjoy yourself. That's all we want to do is give the best sports content that we can provide because I'm not going to lie. Your boy ain't rocking with lamestream media. It's all about new media because it's a new time. A new generation, a new era. But without further ado, it's time I stop talking. I don't even feel good. Let's move on to the first topic. The Boston Celtics coach, excuse me, the Boston Celtics cook the Warriors to regain control of the series 
two to one. What is the biggest reason Golden State lost last night? And you being the guest, Ryan Jones, I want to send the mic right over to you. Raw thoughts, raw thoughts, raw thoughts. I hope they're ready for it right now. Draymond Green is the reason. His mouth, his podcast, his everything. When you have two points, four rebounds, or excuse me, two points, four assists, three rebounds, and you talking to talk, and every, every moment you talking to talk, even though we know that the, the scores are Clay Thompson, Chef Curry, you know, Poole is coming along. Even Porter has been playing well. And, and by the way, Porter and Andrew Wiggins, I'm going to tell you now, which is interesting. Like, the, the Golden State Warriors have been the luckiest people in the world because they had two guys who were potentially supposed to be potentially number one options, one for Minnesota, and one was supposed to be the number one option for Washington Wizards. If, you know, before Bill, you know, of course, Bill was there. But I'm just saying, now you get guys who are really – potentially supposed to be number one options on other teams and now role players playing in those spots makes things easy. But Draymond Green, no show. You're not going to be able to – these people depend on him off the pick and roll to set the picks, to get the ball, ball movement, even to take shots, or even just be command on it. Like, even if he gives you 10 points, 12 assists, or maybe 10 rebounds or something, even a double-double of that nature, he still did his part. But two points – four assists, two rebounds. That is absolutely pathetic from a guy who talked the talk and walked the walk every night. He ain't one of these quiet guys. And one thing about us in the media, when you talk the talk, walk the walk, we expect you to walk the walk. If you're a quiet guy who doesn't do nothing, but people put a lot of praise on you, it ain't going to be much said. But when you remember that, that, little, that little flap of yours every single game and you ain't getting the job done as a role player, I mean, and, and think about it, they look at you as a key leader for this team to get people in, in, in area or to get people in, in tact. And, you know, again, Seth, excuse me, Steph and Clay are pure scores. They expect to – they know their role. They're, they're there to score. He is supposed to be that, that that floor general, the leader, getting them boys the ball where they need the ball at, get them in rhythm, and still do what he does best, play defense. And at the end of the day, game three, it was this. And before you know it, he was in the media talking about his podcast. Do he want to play basketball this series or he want to talk about the podcast? He need to figure it out because he getting paid a lot of money. And he just getting paid a lot of money. Raw thoughts just around his mouth. Hey, little. before you get in here, I just want to say real quick, I just want to mention that, um, you know, I agree with Ryan. You know, there was a lot of issues. There was a lot of talking more than playing the game. And when we talk about what happened in the first and second half, it was the fouls. You know, they had 11 fouls in the first half, the Golden State Warriors, and they had 12, I believe, or 14 in the second half. Uh, they had, excuse me, they had 12 in the second half, 11 in the first half, combined with 23 personal fouls. Uh, you got to be able to move your feet now with your hands. You got to be able to not foul these guys and get them to the line. You know, they allowed a lot of baskets to the line. I think the first half, we've seen a lot of production from the Golden State Warriors you know, scoring-wise. You know, they had Wiggins with 13 points. They had Klay Thompson with 15, Curry with 13, or 14, excuse me. You know, they was moving the ball between them three scoring. They just couldn't get in stop because Jalen Brown had 22. Tatum had 11, uh, only taking 10 shots. Marcus Smart had 10 points, only taking six shots. Uh, Al Holford and Derek White having seven apiece. So the second half is where everything really got decimated because no one else but the Golden State Warriors were able to score. You know, when we talk about what the Warriors are good at, they're good at getting guys open, getting their shots. The shooters like Wiggins, like Adam Porter Jr., you know, um, Clay Thompson when he's wrapping around the screens, shooting a three. Usually those are the guys who are turning it up in that second half, allowing them to propelled his lead. You know, they took the lead in that third quarter, which was uh, crucial 
for them at that moment, but they couldn't get a stop. They had Jason Tatum gain 15 points in the second half. They had Marcus Smart, who's not supposed to go off, have 14 points. But besides that, no one else on the Celtics are really thriving in that second half, which allowed uh, the Warriors to at least keep in some court sort of sort of contact and, and pace with this team. It's just that Tatum was going off and the Smart was going off. So it was just kind of them two playing uh, patty cake with the ball and getting the, their shots where they wanted to go. Uh, I think the biggest issue... I have to agree with Draymond Green. You know, his production is as important to anybody, is as important as Curry hitting threes or Clay Thompson hitting threes on this team. He needs to be able to be in a force on defense, um, be able to move the ball on offense, um, finding the open shooter, um, being able to drive into the paint, doing that little floater he used to do, or dishing it off to Kevin Looney in the paint for an alley-oop, uh, finding Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had a couple offensive fouls throughout this game, which was um, unfortunate because we, as aggressive as the Warriors need him to be, uh, they can't have him being overly aggressive and getting those offensive foul calls, basically losing the possession. The main important thing about this team, Warriors, is um, keeping the turnovers low. When they keep the turnovers low, it's very difficult to stop them. But clearly, the Celtics had their number last night, and I'm very interested in how it was going to go with Game 4. I mean, I would be naive not to say that Draymond Green's lackluster performance was one of the reasons why the Warriors lost the game. But I want to think outside the box because if I were to all put it on Draymond, then I will be shortcoming the Boston Celtics and what they done in game three. Well, I tell you what they done. One of the things about Boston, which makes Boston so very unorthodox in a way, is because just like in boxing, they're a great counter puncher. Like they like in boxing terms, they like a counter puncher. They can adapt and react to what you're doing and they could evolve and kind of read the game, and if the game dictates for them to win this way, they will win that way. Tatum, if the game dictates for him to be a passer and a facilitator, he will take on that responsibility. Even a guy like Jalen Brown, I've seen him with a couple of assists. He had five in this game, five in game one. So if the game dictates for him to pass, he's going to, you know, more times than not, make that read, make that read, and that's exactly what they're good at doing. When you look at that Bucks series, the Bucks clocked the paint area, said, listen, I'm going to force y'all to beat us with threes for the entire series. And if the Celtics didn't adapt and literally shoot threes, they would not have came out of that series. But they did. When you look at game one, they adapted. They got literally outplayed in the third quarter. We're talking about 38 to 24, the third quarter of game one. They offset that by hitting nine threes. Nine out of 12 three-point shots and going 40 of 16 in the fourth quarter. In game three, the Celtics... Scored, I believe, about five of the eight points in the paint area, which was different from how they beat the Warriors in game one. And they use their size and physical abilities that they have with my guy Robert Williams to secure the W in the bag. So when we go to this Celtics team and we talk about all that, it just shows you that they are built to win and bounce back and counter what you're doing. That's why they 7-0. That's not by accident. That's not a stat typed up to make them look good. They are 7-0 after a loss. There's a reason for that. They're a great counter-punching team. And we want to talk boxing here and make that comparison. Staying in the boxing universe here in the NBA, it goes back to my point that I made when we did the predictions for this whole entire finals. I said on the show, the team that's going to win this series is a team that's going to have the last haymaker to win the fight. They both going to get punched in the mouth. Because the Warriors are a great team. Excuse me. They're a better team in a game situation. So they could be down 15 like they were in this game and bounce back and take a lead. The Celtics are a better game-by-game -game team. 
So if they lose, they go 7-0, and like they are in the playoffs. So both teams are good at that and punching each other in the mouth, and that's been the microcosm of this series. Little Shadamas on the mic, like I predicted, but it was in this game that the Celtics delivered the great haymaker in a fort to secure the victory in the bag and to go up 2-1. Man, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I ain't going to lie. Um, now I cut it short after this. You're absolutely right. Now, think about that's the difference between Golden State and, and Boston. Boston can win in multiple ways. We know if Steph Curry and Klay Thompson ain't got it because their their ability to move without the basketball and shoot the ball so well, that's all they have. That's why I say you have to have Draymond Green to do his part to make sure these guys get the job done. But like you said, Boston can, can win in multiple ways, multiple ways and still beat you. The number one ranked defense in the NBA – it's just that they don't – they're not going to sh- – if if it's a great game from both teams, from both teams, they playing their best ball at the same time. It's just – and I'm, I'm don't get it twisted. I'm going for Boston in this series. But if both teams are playing their best ball, Tatum, Brown not going to shoot lights out from behind the arc. But if Steph Curry and Klay Thompson shooting lights out behind the arc, it's like you matching two for three, two for three, two for three. But don't get it twisted. The number one rate defense is going to get a lot of stops. But it's the principle of who's been, who's not. And I feel like right now, honestly, it don't matter who's been, who's not in this series. I think this is the one of the series that I've ever seen in NBA history that you can just say experience don't matter. This ain't LeBron James 07 versus the Spurs, and he got swept. You know, people already knew, like, man, that's just, that's just experience. This series right here, it's basically like throw it out the window, take your best shot, and I'm gonna give somebody some raw thoughts real quick. Raw thoughts. Maybe a few things happened years before, but Boston should have been here two, three years ago. So it's they like they've been here. It's like they they've been here before, but they haven't, I guess, because realistically, realistically they haven't. But when you look at it, we already <laughs> also going to the to the finals probably two years ago. You know, teams already had them up here, so it's basically like they're doing. Now, what it's supposed to have been doing a few years ago. And as you saw that, the Greek Free won a championship before Boston. It makes you say, like, man, Boston got to get there or they might tear it up. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, when you look at the Celtics, there should be no reason why the Warriors were the more physical team in game two. No disrespect to the Warriors. They're great shooters. Draymond Green is that physical presence on that team. But they're older. They're a bunch of veterans now. They should not be the more physical team. And I think the Celtics realized that, took that to heart, and showed that they are the more physical team in this series. And that started with Robert Williams, who's the X factor going forward for the Celtics. Listen, there's a clear mismatch advantage in the paint. If he could attack, even on 85% fuel, he can still be able to make it do what it do. But before I get the mic over to Zay real quickly, because I know Zay got a second lap coming. I do want to touch on Draymond Green, and not that way that y'all thinking. I, I'm talking about talk about Draymond Green. That's don't get it twisted, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all listen. Y'all know how people talk these days, bro. You know how the society is these days. I have to make myself extra clear that I'm talking about the analysis of Draymond Green and his lackluster performance in this game in particular. <laughs> well, game two, as I alluded to, he came out with the psychological warfare. He got in these guys' heads. He took the task of guarding Jalen Brown, but in this game. When you go two, four, and three, and six personal fouls to cap that off, then there's a problem. And I don't think that Draymond Green is fully locked into basketball right now. And I agree with my guy Ryan Jones here. Because 
listen, I get the podcasting experience. There's not a lot of people that do that right now that actually play a game and actually recap the game on their podcast. I know Richard Sherman did that in the NFL. But still, you have all the time in the world with a lengthy offseason coming up, possibly in Cancun by next week, to do that podcast. And I think he's being distracted. Listen, this is the engine of this team. He's the most important player on the Warriors. I get it. Steph Curry revolutionized the game of basketball. He's a prolific scorer. Clearly, their best player, Clay Thompson, came along in that game. But nothing is going to happen for the Warriors, good happening for the Warriors, unless Draymond Green is locked in and ready to go because he's the anchor. He brings that physicality that they need. He sets the tempo offensively and defensively. And he can't be worried about talking about the 80s and 90s physicality of the sport. My man, you're in the finals right now. You need to be locked in to the finals and try to win a championship. And then you got all the time in the world to be on TNT, okay, and be on your podcast and do those things. So Draymond Green got to be locked in because if he's not and he continues to be distracted, he will be the reason why the Warriors are in Cancun. It's interesting that you say that because I think before the series even started, you know, we talked about our X factors on who's going to be the most important factors of this game. And I told you it's not the star players, Tatum or Brown or Klay Thompson or Curry. It's going to be the role players. What are they doing, right? So when we look at what Marcus Smart is doing, he scored 24 points, seven rebounds, five assists, right? You talk about Derek White getting seven points. Grant Williams getting 10 points. You got Robert Williams getting eight. Holford getting 11. The role players are really doing the dirty work and getting these guys to um, put back layups. The um, the guys that are being left open in the paint to get the two points because the Warriors are more focused on Tatum and Brown going off opposed to the other guys scoring. When we look at the Warriors, the, t- the um, role players are not really doing what they need to do. You know, um, Andrew Wiggins at 18, that's fantastic. But Jordan Poole, 10 points is not acceptable. We're talking about the pool party. It looks like the pool is closed. The man needs to be shooting his shots. The man needs to be as aggressive as he was when Curry wasn't on the court. Uh, Otto Porter, only six points in 21 minutes. That's not acceptable. During a regular season, yeah, it's a cool little stat line. We need you to shoot more. We need the other guys to get the um, the baskets. You're talking about Draymond Green's two points. What about Kevin Looney only having six points? When the paint was primarily open, when Robert Williams was up top guarding the pick and roll with Curry and um, Otto Porter at times to do the pick and pop. You know, um, we talking about Gary Payton Jr. I mean, he's not the biggest um, X-Factor on his team, but he's arguably one of the best defenders. And if he has to get some more steals, get some more fast break points to get the, um, to get the guys open, then that's what needs to be done. I think his two points is through free throws. You know, other than that, he hasn't even scored an actual field goal. So um, you got to see how this series is going to continue, but the Celtics role players are ready for battle. They're prepared to do all the gritty work and prepared to score when needed. Derek White has the green light. He came in halfway through the season, and he has the green light to do whatever he please. Get the ball um, fresh off the bench and shoot as many shots as he wants because he knows that he could get off at any time. You know, Derek White came from a Greg Pop system where they, you know, one mistake, you off the court. Ime has made it clear you can make as many mistakes as you want. We know what you're capable of. You're staying on the court. And I think that unlocked another portion of Derek White's game where he's playing more loosely. I haven't seen Derek White play this like solid and consistent in a while. You know, when under the Greg Pop system, you're more scared about coming out. It's like when our parents used to see the street light on, you scared you gotta run back in the house because you don't wanna leave, you don't wanna get there and your parents see the street light on. So it's like it's interesting how the Celtics team is operating. But it does seem a little concerning for the Warriors because if the role players have the green light and the confidence to do as they please, what does that mean for them and how can they combat that defensively? Ladies and gentlemen, I know y'all not getting tired of watching In The Huddle over and over again. So like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content. 
that will be coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Peace.